0: This is Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast, with your hosts, Brandon Spinner and Michael Burns. And welcome into another episode of Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and a baseball podcast. I am Brandon Spinner, alongside my best pal, Mikey Burns. How are you doing tonight, Michael?
1: Well... I'm staring at my new TV on the wall as the Cubs put up a W. Check out, put up the W behind me and on the shirt. Let's go. Right there, Brandon. There it is. <laughs> w it. on the wall, a, baby. Flying it, flying so, the W. So much happier when that W is flying. So much happier. So I'm That not is a their very second win per- of the year. I'm apparently not yeah. a very happy person then.
0: No, you haven't lived much of a happy life if that's the only way that you are uh, happy. Uh, Again, this is Barrels and Barrels of Bourbon and Baseball Podcast. I am Brandon. This is Michael Burns. If this is your first experience with us, welcome. Thank you for listening. Uh, We talk baseball and bourbon or whiskey as a whole. Brown water. uh, Yeah, brown water. We are here. I think this is episode 20, Michael. It is. At least it's our 20th baseball and bourbon episode. We've done multiple... Past that number But this is like As a whole The baseball and bourbon Portion of it Combined, this is number twenty, so we've made it to twenty. uh Thank you to each and every one of our followers, our fans, our friends who listen in and chime in. uh We are now at sixty three YouTube subscribers after an amazing week in the last week. uh so thank you to the new subscribers and the one that just popped up was Bill Badger. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. You're watching on it right now. Maybe hit that subscribe button below. It's easy, and if you hit that, there might be a bell that pops up. Make sure you just hit subscribe and send me all the notifications uh and then ig you can find us on instagram barrels n barrels pod again that's barrels the letter n barrels pod we are nearly to a thousand followers i think last check we were at 926 uh so thank you we've just got an influx of followers over the last couple of weeks Uh, so head on over there we
1: might have to have a giveaway for a thousand
0: we might have to we might have to we got to talk to max maybe max and us uh, team up. So head on over to our Instagram if you want a potential to win something free or at least uh, I guess the giveaway. Uh, we'll figure it out here if we get close throughout the next couple of days. You can also find us on Facebook. We're now over 200 followers on Facebook, not as active but still kind of cool we hit that milestone over the last couple of days that is also barrels and barrels pod that's all you have to do is type that in and also that's how you can find us on youtube with that same handle twitter is barrels and barrels we've been pretty active about that uh lately and uh also if you're not just on youtube or the socials and you're listening you can find us on apple podcasts and spotify as well as stitcher google iheart and amazon cool thing we got another comment and another review on uh, there we go Apple podcast 14th five star out of 14. So heck yeah. Big shout out to Chris Gastrite for sending that in. Uh, and then also reviews on Spotify. We need more of those. We got a five star uh, rating right now, but it doesn't show us the average. But also, we got our first Spotify comment on a post, and that came from Chris Wing. So thanks to Chris Wing for we go, Chris. doing that and listening. So uh, you can always comment on the bottom of our show on Spotify. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, and also, sometimes we'll put some polls in there so you can vote on something. Maybe that's relevant in the episode. We'll go do that one right now. We'll figure something out in the episode, and you can... Vote on it now. There we go. Uh, So just find it there in the Spotify app if that's where you're listening. So this is a bourbon and baseball podcast. Thank you to each and every one of you. Oh, last thing. We've got T-shirts order. This is your last call for T-shirts. So if you want a T-shirt, reach out. Send us an email, barrelsandbarrels at gmail.com. We've got T-shirts. And Michael, if you're watching him on YouTube, he's got something on his head.
1: I sure do. Turned (laughs) out great. (laughs) Turned out
0: great. It did turn out great. And I want to thank Michael for sending me one as well so i'm gonna sport it's it's not even broken in i still got the sticker and the tag on it and that's how i'm gonna do this episode because i'm fancy
1: that's how they used to do it man
0: Yeah, Uh, you can find what this looks like. It's a hat on uh, our YouTube page again. So there's another push to your YouTube barrels and barrels, bourbon and baseball podcast. Let's go with bourbon right off the top. Michael, Uh, this one, I want to give a big shout out to my buddy, uh, one of my best friends in life, Matt DeBrew and his girlfriend, Heidi. uh, They sent this bottle to me in the mail as a gift. Um, They bought it on New Year's Eve, I believe, as they were driving through Kentucky. We're going with rabbit hole. I figured it was apropos that it is the week of Easter, so we've got to go with rabbit hole because of the Easter bunny, and we're gonna have we're gonna be the Easter bunny of bourbon. Um, so being the Easter bunny of bourbon, we didn't get a single email last week asking us to send a sample. I think it may be because it was very late in the podcast. I don't know. Maybe some of you don't we, listen. We that did long. it early. We did it early too. I, know, I well it was. It was like fifteen minutes in. Well, yeah. we're now five minutes in. And I want to say, since it's the Easter Bunny episode, I will be an Easter Bunny to two people. The first two to reach out, whether that's Instagram DMs or via email, barrels and barrels pod on Instagram and barrels and barrels at gmail dot com. The first two people, I'm counting on someone to email. We had 110 listeners in the last episode, so we should at least have had one person uh, reach out. But Are we supposed to say you get. Uh, <laughs> No, (laughs) you do not get another one, Michael. We did this last week, Um, but you'll get a a sample of what we're sampling tonight, and that is Rabbit Hole, the High Gold uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. This one comes in from, again, Rabbit Hole Distillery out of Louisville. Uh, I have heard amazing things about the distillery. It was established in 2012. Uh, I've heard the tour is fantastic have yet to try the juice so this would be my first time trying rabbit hole have you had anything
1: they're in louisville aren't they yeah i thought you just said Louisville. Mm -hmm. there's a couple of spots right down there in downtown louisville angels envy i believe is there too
0: yeah angels envy downtown evan williams that's where old forester is there's the whole whiskey row down there um but i'll meet you there brandon i'll meet you in louisville we've been trying to plan that for a while pal
1: (laughs) whoa all right it's okay. It's okay. I'm just. I have a. So, anyways, thinking. I have had Rabbit Hole. I had the red one.
0: Uh, I think that's Derringer.
1: Yes. I uh, have I've had that one.
0: Like is, is it Bear Grail or Bear something? Or,
1: uh, I, I Boxer just had Grail a and then Cave it, Hill. I know Cave Hill is house. one of them.
0: Oh, yeah. that's the only time he had it? Mm-hmm. I know Derringer is the red one. Uh, I think so I had this it is, when
1: we met up last time. Last time we met up is when I had it. Late in the night.
0: Oh, do we have That's it? when yeah. I had the rabbit hole. Yes.
1: I did at least.
0: Oh, we did. We did. I had I removed that back. I don't know if we remember it. That was the night of the National Barrel Company episode, and let's just say we may have been twelve or twenty five in. Uh they were tasty. You...
1: So at least the first twelve.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this is Beringer. Uh not Beringer. Highgold. So this is Rabbit Hole High Gold. It is the blue bottle. Uh, if you're trying to look for it on your shelves, a nice pop. What cool thing? I don't know if you can see this, Michael, but on the cork, there's actually a rabbit hopping on the cork. Oh, yeah, I can see so, it. So that's pretty cool. Um, it, this is 95 proof, so it's 47.5 alcohol uh, by volume. It's got an interesting mash bill. They consider this a high rye, uh small batch, Uh, They consider it a high rye because, get this mash bill, 70% corn, 25% malted rye, and also 5% malted barley. That's what it says on the bottle. However, if you go and look on their website, it's a little different. It's 70% corn, 25% German malted rye, and then 5% malted barley. So it's a little different. They call it a high rye because it's higher as the second ingredient, that's all they say.
1: Yeah. It's immediately on the nose. It's it's sweet smelling. I get like not quite like gummy worms, but like a fruit snack on the nose right away. It smells tasty. I can see that. I get I sweet think, tarts. Yeah. It's it's it smells tasty. It smells good. I get a it little bit like of rice spice. Yeah. yeah, it smells like candy, like a, a candy candied caramel, maybe. Maybe even caramel's too deep of a
0: I got butterscotch. Do you? Yeah, it's got a maltiness to it too. Like I can smell the malt.
1: Does the malt add? What is the? What is it between a rye and malted rye? What would that do for the profile? Oh, wow. Any idea? Uh,
0: so a malted anything that's malted, I believe they let germinate and start to grow, and then they harvest it. Otherwise, or at least
1: they don't let it germinate before right uh,
0: so they just take the, the they would take the wheat seed or grain and mash it but then they let it germinate and all that so uh I, that's what i was told at new riff i could be completely wrong but that's what they do at
1: new riff at least
0: yes uh, well they they really believe in a malted everything in new riff if you can malt corn they would do it
1: uh, <laughs> malted chocolate oats
0: yeah, malted chocolate oats. They do their their rye is also malted, and this is a 25% malted German rye. Uh, it's kind of cool because the bourbon is actually named after a German immigrant, uh, Christian Heigold, uh, who is actually a stone cutter in Louisville. So I get a maltiness up on the nose. Kind of has like a. It even becomes dusty to me.
1: What makes it dusty? Just like kind a, of gives it it like smells a, like it's been in smoky, a cabinet. Like, not, not smoky? Yeah, like the opposite smoky, maybe?
0: Almost. Like older. Does that make sense? Like it's got a...
1: It doesn't smell like young. How about that? Right. It's got that, a dusty Do you get nose oak on this? I mean, it, it smells like a... It sm- oh. just smells like a sweet bourbon. I, you know, if I close my eyes and point at one on the shelf, it, it's a sweetness of like buffalo trace. It's not overly sweet.
0: I get a sweetness on the nose.
1: I actually kind of cheated. That 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 comparison came because I took my first sip, and that's where that that comp came from. So you get like the, mm. the, the barrel dovetails that are very fruity, very sweet. I think can get into like more of the dessert bourbon category mm-hmm. where you got the Buffalo Trace level type of sweet that just adds a nice flavor and a nice comp- complexity to it. What do you think after that palate, palate
0: tongue tooter uh, there? I think sweet tarts for me again. It's got a sweet tarty. It's sweet, but it's not like it's not like dessert sweet, right? Right, right, right. I think there's a difference between dessert sweet and like sweet sweet. This has like a candy sweetness to it, um, like a sugar candy sweetness. It does have. I think it hits a little harder right up front than I anticipated.
1: And what's with, the proofage uh,
0: on this? Ninety-five, so not too high. This is underneath a lot of what we've reviewed and what we've drank, and this is pretty good. I...
1: Yeah, it doesn't drink syrupy though for under a hundred. I, anytime I get below a hundred, I get a little worried. Um, below ninety, I'm kind of scared to spend money on. Um, I'll go. Of course, you got to you got to buy stuff in the ninety-two, ninety-four of what uh, blenders mm-hmm. and distillers say is the sweet spot. Um, right I, li- I do like that heat up in the 100s one one teens and such i think but this yeah. drinks hotter definitely i think it drinks hotter it doesn't it's not it's not thick like you get with that lower proof it's stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: how's the viscosity for you
0: it's dripping down the glass pretty good to me i don't know about you like as i splash it it's like has almost that maker's mark drip down the side of the glass, which I think is actually very important. It's more syrupy, I guess, in the glass to me, running down the sides, but uh, that tells me that it's not a thin bourbon by any means.
1: I, I mean, if I, this and blinded it with Buffalo Trace, I think you'd have a hard time. This, I this think is you a, might pick this, this over Buffalo good.
0: Trace. If you're looking so? for a little I think if you're looking for a little bit higher of a proofage and higher of a pour, like feeling like it drinks higher, I think this would probably beat Buffalo Trace on that regard. Uh I've got pepper on it. The more I've chewed on it and pulled from it. It's got like a sweetness, like that candy sweetness as I mentioned up front. And yep. then it becomes a little more peppery and even has that like i'm gonna use it again i think you used it last week it's like the cinnamon big red gum kind of spiciness to it okay. not like a a sharp spiciness but like um almost a tingling uh chewing gum
1: is that what, like, what lingers for you or is there some some of the other fruitiness and sweetness that lingers i get more of a uh not bitter uh
0: what lingers to me the most is it. I get like an oaky back yeah. leg to it. Me too. As yeah, I'm I would talking, say it's it, that. It's it that oaky.
1: sweetness, candy up front. Then it gets that that white pepper kind of pepper mm-hmm. rye. Um, not not. It doesn't hit heavy, but it's just a nice little. It reminds you that it's ninety five proof. It's 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 whiskey drinking, and then finishes with that oak. Um, this yeah. is a great classic profile right here.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm and we're going to go, I'm I'm at least going to post this on the Pix app. So you can go check that out. Pix app. I know Michael, uh, just sent one out to me the other day. Um, I really like using that because it, I can help track something that I like, something that I don't like, and it factors all that together. And do you get emails telling you like, Hey, this is matching your profile and it's this mo- amount of money. Have you gotten those emails yet?
1: I have, I have gotten one of those.
0: So right. the more you review, the more emails and matches you'll get. Like uh, one of them told me I probably match to a Knob Creek 12. Yep, that's, that hits <laughs> right on. It also told me that I probably match up to an Old or 1920. Yep, because that's one of my favorite fours of all time that I've had. Uh, so go check out PixApp. We are not sponsored by them by any means. Uh, we would love to be. Uh, we're just not sponsored by them. We're just literally putting out uh, our actual like thoughts um, without getting paid, and that's what we do with our bourbon reviews too. Uh, we have been given bottles by some companies, some bottles we have purchased ourselves, and we give a fair, honest review each and every time. Uh, and if you've listened, you know Michael; he cuts some bottles down, so <laughs> he doesn't hold his punches back. Uh, but and I do our that- Barrels and barrels. He-
1: yeah, I do that cuz I if, I if 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 we're on here and I'm going to recommend something, I'm I, hey, I don't I'm not going to spend my money on that again. You know? Right. Well, then we don't want our
0: listeners to be swayed a different way cuz then that as someone who works on television and like I'm trying to give you the best information possible. That's the same way, I think, uh, when it comes to doing the podcast is giving my honest opinions and uh, letting it go from there. I'm hoping not to upset a distillery, but I want to give them that, okay, well maybe I think you could leave it in the barrel another six months and it could do something different. So, On our Barrels and Barrels of Bourbon and Baseball podcast rating scale, which ranks from top of the top, that's Hall of Fame. Uh, Obviously not every player is a Hall of Famer. Only 1% of them uh,
1: make it to Cooperstown, so here we go. What What's that number? 4% make it into Cooperstown, New York? 1%. 1% make it into Cooperstown, New York.
0: Cooperstown, New York, the home of the MLB Hall of Fame. Uh, two on the list is All-Star because you've got All-Stars in your lineup every year. There's at least one All-Star on every team every year uh, per rule, but... Usually some teams have two or three. Sometimes there have been five or six. Uh, An all-star is not necessarily a Hall of Famer, but one of the best players in the game during that era. Uh, That's the bottle that you want to have a backup to your backup of. Uh, Then next on the list, everyday player. That is someone that's always on your bar, right? Like just like a player, Michael. Always in the lineup, always on your bar.
1: He might have a down, he might have a down year, down single barrel, but hey, he's gonna be there on your bar. You pick him up, he's gonna be uh, something that you want to share when folks come over.
0: Yeah, consistently. Or, how about
1: you're willing to share? That you're willing like, hey, yes. this is good. I'm willing to share this with you. When you get to that All Star Hall of Fame, I might. That's where not I like to share unwilling. with my
0: best friends. I'm not sharing with everybody, but I'm sharing with my best friends.
1: I'm not sharing anybody that's gonna put some ice cubes in it or even <laughs> even think about putting coke in it cocaine or coke either
0: either well i mean you could yeah <laughs> we're well, moving on uh next on the <laughs> list is a bench player uh that is a player who is on the team is not the best player on the team but comes in mixes it up think about a pinch hitter think about that spot Dude, starter who comes freaking, in
1: freaking freaking nelson cruz came in as a bench player pinched it actually came in and hit a first pitch home run i mean those guys are valuable yeah right
0: comes in, makes impact. Really, sometimes they're the glue to your team. That's a bottle that you may always uh, have on the bar. You may may go in streaks. Uh, So every once in a while, uh, you may have a bench player. And then finally on our list, the DFA, the designate for assignment. You are off the team. We don't want you on our team any longer. Uh, Go find another home or head back to the minors. So on our five scale rating scale, Michael Burns, where do you rate this?
1: Brandon, I've got to give this guy an all-star. This guy is is delicious. It would I would I would go to it again. I might have to go find a bottle of it. Cue the it music. Was, it was sweet up front, not overly sweet. It had a little bit of spice in there and finished oak. That's what you what you ask for from a bourbon. It had com- complexity. It had uh, it had a, it drank hot, but wasn't but was proofed lower. Um, hmm. This is this is a classic bourbon profile right here, and it was good. So, all star. Uh,
0: that is that your second or third? Third. Third, because you did one from Nashville Barrel Company. He did the makers. A Nash, and
1: Tucky then... and a makers.
0: Okay, so that is his third. Wow, I'm surprised.
1: I'm surprised. I did not expect all star. Neither did I. Into, I did I. I did not expecting... expect
0: you. I did not expect you to all-star. I'm actually going to everyday player it. Uh, I think that it is a very good pour. I don't know if it's going to be one that I'm like, this is my favorite of the bunch, but uh, I would have this bottle on my bar at all times. Uh, I think you're right where it kind of competes with that Buffalo Trace. This is going to be a little bit higher in a price than Buffalo Trace, but probably a little easier to find. Right, 59 uh, right. or 99 is MSRP. I've seen it as high as $70.00. Uh, so it's maybe double the price, but it's a little m- more accessible. Um,
1: I'm looking at your notes. Is that really only a three-year bourbon?
0: It says three years aged, over matured over three years in new charred American oak barrels. So, wow!
1: Yes. Wow! I'm I'm now now I'm stunned. I can't believe I just all-starred a three-year-old bourbon. Hey, it's it
0: tastes good. Yeah, I that's mean, what we, that's
1: the thing. When you blind some stuff, you'll be surprised. Just, mm-hmm. just you know.
0: I wonder if we start doing the ratings before I start giving out this statistics. <laughs> because like, maybe the, that
1: the age and, and MSRP. like the age,
0: the mash bill, and the MSRP. Well,
1: the, no, I want to know the mash bill just so as I'm tasting it, and the MSRP okay. does factor a little bit. I know that if, factored if, a big if, time if, in one of your ratings. Right. Well, there's two, two of them. I, yeah. I, I went, anyways, but cause yeah. if it's a two, if this was... And you can find those
0: in past, uh, past podcasts. Right. Go ahead.
1: So if this, I mean, if this was like $300, I'd be like, mm, you know what? I'm not all starting yeah. this guy because of the price. Um, right. That doesn't put too much into Ooh, the rating, the rating the- though. I try to go mostly off of the palate, the nose. I mean, this was a great nose, too. Um, Very good nose. Very sweet. Three three years old is all. Oh, my goodness. Yeah,
0: I'm cracking up and and pouring another one. Uh, One thing it does say on the bottle is uh, it's aged in handcraft casks by Kelvin Cooperage. Kelvin, Um, if you haven't checked out what they're doing, it's actually really cool. Um, They're really starting to gain popularity. So uh, go look up some stuff on Kelvin Cooper Ridge will probably have some more on them in a later episode. Uh, we, we can dive down in the nitty-gritty. I don't want to give inaccurate stuff. Oh, you need more.
1: I'm going to go get Buffalo Trace real quick. So give me two seconds. It's right here. Okay. All right. i right. I'm gonna, as, as we get into the baseball facts here, I am going to taste test this against Buffalo Trace, which I just compared it to. It is a store pick from McScrooges in uh, Knoxville okay. area, Tennessee.
0: So store picks generally are a little bit better. I would say.
1: So, so. there So it's a good. Uh, I'm really putting some mm-hmm. test. Ooh, that was a heavy pour. Ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there you heard it. Michael is going to uh, compare this to Buffalo Trace because that is what he did compare it to a little bit earlier as well. So moving on to baseball. We use trivia usually if you're a new listener. I have a trivia question every week for Michael. And uh, this week's Who was the last San Diego Padre? Outside of Tony Gwynn to win the National League batting title.
1: The National League batting title for the San Diego Padres. Um I have two names that come right in mind. My... How about Sandy Alomar Jr.? No. Okay. The the, the, and... the other one in the back of my hand was Clemente, but he didn't play for the Padres, did he? No, he Sandy... played
0: for the Pirates.
1: Yeah, so Sandy Alomar Junior was my uh my was my guess.
0: Sandy Alomar Jr. is not correct, uh, as I had already mentioned. I didn't realize this guy won the batting title with the Padres. It's Gary Sheffield in nineteen. 19- yeah, in nineteen ninety two, he hit three thirty. So I think of him as a Marlin and a, uh, a Yankee. A brave,
1: a brave. They used to Re- have, oh, you had, lived had in Turner Brave's Field. territory. Turner Field has had chefs, chefs. The Sheffield Chef. chefs, like the hat. they give everyone in that section the chefs hat, and they oh, awesome sign for it. Chef chefs. chefs.
0: Uh, um, I I don't I think of him as a Marlin, as a Yankee, and a Tiger. Those are the teams that come to mind for Sheffield. I didn't realize Padres. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer too now. I think right. I Sheffield. believe so. Yeah, I think he just got in a couple of years ago. I could be wrong, or he's at least. Uh, I think he got in. Um, but moving on, that was our trivia question as Michael looks that up for me. Uh, we're moving on. Baseball is here. We had opening day last week, Thursday. I had an amazing opening day experience that I'd like to talk about here at some point. Uh, but we've had a lot of baseball since then. It's been five, six days of baseball for some spots. Uh, some teams are looking good. Some are, what are you doing? Um, first off the rules. We had new rules this year. That was going to be the talk of the town. Uh, we heard a lot about it in spring training, but once you put it into play in the real game, it does make a little bit of a difference in spring training. Spring training, spring training, and those games don't really matter. So I mean, the relaxed. rules, That's right? Right, and you're a little more relaxed. You're not as on um, as you may be. So the first rule, uh, what was what's the biggest rule change that you've you've noticed?
1: The um, pitch clock. Mm-hmm. Batters got to be in there with eight seconds looking up. In spring training, there was. Um, getting used to, and I think guys relax. You saw a couple guys who would step out, and then quickly jump right back in. And be like, oh crap, I gotta get back in. Um, of course, you saw games end on a strike three call from a pitch clock pitch clock violation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the the most you see. You see, eh, it's kind of a, in one way I enjoy it. If I'm gonna sit down and watch a game, it's nice that it goes a little quicker. That bats happen quicker. I'm not waiting for the dude to adjust his batting gloves. I'm not waiting for the pitcher to point to the sky and draw his whole family heritage in the back of the mound in the dirt. Yeah. Um, the, game, the, the game moves at a quicker pace, but with Sunday Night Baseball now, the games are over so fast on Sunday yeah. Night Baseball. I'm expecting like to put the kids down to be able to turn on, and Sunday Night Baseball's on, and the game's already over. <laughs> so maybe now, because of the shorter rule, you can fit, make Sunday Night, Sunday night Baseball like the NFL does, two games. An early. They normally only do late. that
0: on the opening weekend.
1: Oh, okay. So do an early and a late. Give me something. Give baseball all day. They should oh, always I, have a I, game starting at one, and they should always have a game starting at three, always the game starting at five, and a game always starting at seven. And for you weird West Coast people, a game always starting at nine, nine. central time.
0: The only thing I would the players would only fight against that just because of the fact that their body clocks, and all the travel in baseball. But I'm you not going to get you into think
1: that. Rob, you think Rob Manfred cares about the players? You think, think Rob Manfred, Manfred cares about, cares
0: about the game? But that's a different discussion for a different time. Uh, I will say, so I went to a game yesterday. I went and saw the Cubs and the Reds, and that was my first in-game nice. experience with the pitch clock. So I got to notice and uh, see things um, that – I hadn't experienced before, right? I was, it was the first time putting eyes on the pitch clock, not necessarily the clock itself because you can see it, but how it affects the game. And the game moved, man. I mean, there were 13 runs yesterday. In the first inning alone, they scored six runs between the two teams. There was three runs in the top, three runs in the bottom. How long would that have normally taken in a normal an hour. game? Right.
1: 45 minutes. Right.
0: Yeah. 24 minutes from first pitch to the end of the first inning, six runs, multiple hits. They had 11 hits combined in the first inning alone. Think about the amount of games that go with 11 hits total in the first right. inning alone. There were 11 hits, and the inning only caught, or only took 24 total minutes. It's ridiculous. And it was cool. It, like it felt like the game had a good pace. I didn't notice that the pitch clock, um, i there weren't any violations, there weren't any infractions, and outside of the time ticking down, which you were paying a little more attention to because you were in the stadium for the first time, I didn't notice it changed the game at all.
1: Most guys who in the minor leagues don't who have been in the minor leagues recent, I have no problem with it um Hayden right. w- Winnesky who went today is Wenevsky West- West- yep. who went today, you see him he's popping up, he's getting right back up there. And mm-hmm. that's what he's used to, where it's those guys who look the fingers, take the hat off, rub the ball. Kelly Jansen. Yeah, look up to their ancestors to figure out which pitch they want to throw next. Put the hat back on, grab some pine tar, because you know the veterans are doing it. And uh, grab that baseball and finally step on the mat.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... I, I thought it, it's been a great rule change. Some of these games are finishing a little faster than I maybe hoped for. There was, a, I believe, Guardians and Mariners game that finished in like two hours and two minutes or something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I think it's been a very good change to the game, except you had one example today that you didn't like.
1: Yeah, so um, the umpires need to be, be on the lookout. If a player comes up and calls time for that pitch clock, it happened today. Um, they, need to be, they need to grant it. The moment that hand comes up, in the past, players used to always ask for time, and the umpires mm-hmm. didn't have to grant it. But now, right. if they're allowed one timeout, mm-hmm. you grant it the moment they ask for it. So today, Manny Machado steps in the box. I don't know what the count was, but he had two strikes on him. And he was planning, you could tell, planning to use his timeout. because He was standing in the box and adjusting his gloves, kind of just chilling out he looked up saw he had 1 second left put his hand up and the umpire didn't grant it instead waited that 1 second let's say time pitch clock violation machado is out strike 3 if he has one timeout it's now the umpire has to grant it has to yeah and in the past, totally. they, they didn't have to but now that he is he is guaranteed. Told, guaranteed that one timeout you have to you have to give it to him and uh, it ended. Up, it, it changed the game a little bit because Machado stood there and complained a little bit, and then said something as he went to walk away. And the umpire tossed him. Who knows what he said, yeah. but he he was walking away. The umpires need c- to be held soccer. accountable. Yeah, yeah, must have something. <laughs> but I say it, it changed the game a little bit because Nelson Cruz um, came in then as the DH, as Machado was DH in the day mm-hmm. uh, today, and Nelson Cruz in his first at bat hit a first pitch. Rocket home run into the left field deck.
0: So it worked so for the Padres, but worked
1: for the Padres a little bit, but for Machado, he asked for his time. The umpire said, uh, I think it'll be more fun to ring you up. Waited that one second and said, You're yeah. done. I mean That's
0: ridiculous. Definitely ridiculous. I, mean, I, I think there's sometimes too much of the ump show, but uh we'll oh, we'll absolutely. move on from that. Absolutely. Uh stone bases uh, a little more action on that. I noticed that there was a little more action on the base pass. There weren't any stolen bases in the game I was at, but you noticed uh, a lot of stolen bases so far this year, I think.
1: Yeah, I think it's for two reasons. There's two rule changes. The number of pickoff attempts uh-huh. I think is the major factor. The bases, I don't think are – you know, the bases are, what, three inches – wider altogether three inches wider.
0: i do i do think that actually makes it a little bit of a difference because it's four and a half inches from first to second shorter so think about four and a half inches four and a half inches matters don't let anybody tell you four and a half inches doesn't matter
1: <laughs> uh, Hi, Brandon. come on
0: michael come on michael i'm <laughs> just telling you four so. and a half inches four and a half inches makes all the difference but think about the bang bang plays that you get for stolen bases it's just that less bang bang
1: i think i don't think that factors as much because so the statistic i'm i'm going to throw here is runners on opening day in 2023 were 21 in, for 23 in steal attempts compared to 2022 where they were 5 of not compared to 5 of 9 in 7 games on opening day last year so there were 23 okay. steal attempts compared to nine.
0: So there were 15 games this year. So 23 divided by 15 is just about one and a half. And then last year there were nine attempts in seven games. So uh, it's up a little bit. The success the rate, success rate, success
1: is, rate up. is even up, right? Right.
0: right. So that that'll. I'm, I I think part of it is the bases though. It from the naked eye, I couldn't tell that the bases made much of a difference in the game. Being at the game, they did look slightly bigger, but it didn't look like it was uh, an abomination. But uh, overall, I did think they looked slightly bigger. As far th- as go ahead, I
1: was gonna say I think it's more of they only have three pickoff attempts, and the runners know that. And then well, the they really clock-
0: only have two because the third one, if they aren't. Successful. Successful, right? right. So, so I, don't, I don't I don't think once, a lot of right.
1: So they know they're limited, so they get they they know if they get thrown over once, they can get a little bit bigger lead. They can watch that pitch clock, pitch clock because some pitchers know if they're either gonna grab that ball, the batter's ready, it and go, or they'll hold it for just a few seconds. So the time they're able to time pitchers better, and know they're not gonna throw over, so they're willing yeah. to get a little bit bigger of a lead probably, mm-hmm. and then take off. I think that I think both rules affect more than the bigger bases.
0: Yeah, We're, we'll see later on throughout the season. I I, I do think that it, it kind of, it's probably more so the pitch clock, but also I do think that the bigger bases do have a little bit of an impact, uh, probably on that success rate too.
1: Success rate, right?
0: Um, so, uh, Jorge Mateo and Cedric Mullins, both on Baltimore, lead the league along with Miles Straw right now with four stone bases. All three of them. Uh, for perspective, Cedric Mullins I think led the league last year for the AL and he had 34 so he's already, what if you where's do where's Corbin four DeV- Carroll
1: on that list because Corbin Carroll had three, he's and got one three point.
0: and he's he's in uh, fifth on the list tied okay. with Gleyber Torres and Anthony Volpe or Volpe, I'm gonna call him Volpe but I think it's Volpe
1: I think it's Volpe too
0: Yeah, I'm gonna call him Volpe in Michael Berman like style, like
1: Logan O'Hoppe that was Logan O'Hop. Yeah. It's Logan hoppy.
0: Um, So that has been uh, something to watch, at least rules changes-wise. There have been a few breakout players here to start the year. I think the one that has stood out the m- most to me is because I live in the city that he's playing, is Jason Vossler. He's filling in for uh, Joey Votto at first base. He had a three-run bomb. He was drafted by the Cubs, played in the Cubs organization, and basically won them the game last night versus the Cubs that that I was at with a three-run bomb and amazing defensive play at first to end the game. Uh, He's had a great start. I think he was batting like 400 with a couple bombs. He just hit another home run, his third one tonight. Uh, Not third one of the night, but his third one on the season tonight. He's been a surprise. That's
1: that's the standout for the Reds. The Reds, aren't they the team that had the owner – Say if you don't like it, he's not spending money on the team. Go find another team to cheer for.
0: He said, "I can move the
1: team. I can move the team. Yeah, and I can so move the somewhere Reds, else." sign anybody. They they let Moustakas go. And I'm pretty sure, or maybe his Moose was, was terrible was up, for him last year. But he was terrible. But All of a sudden, the I mean, if we look at the standings here, the Reds beat they're the Cubs. first in the NL. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're well
0: I coming into they, today. They were first in the NL. They, they lost to the Cubs point. tonight. So they were three yeah. and one coming in. Uh, as we started this podcast, the Cubs beat them. So as we started this podcast, it was technically a three and one record, tied with the Brewers at the top of the standings, um, which would have been.
1: And unfortunately, third best. as I hit refresh, they hit yeah. refresh. They're three and two, and the Brewers are four and one.
0: So and the Brewers are four and one. So the Brewers so that lead that Cincinnati. division. Uh, yep, but still, like Cincinnati had a pretty good start. They did play the Pirates, and they got a game against the Cubs. They're so one and one against the Cubs, what still, are you with they, the
1: still. No, I'm just they, saying they, like they got they got a game against the, oh, they they got a win against the Cubs. I'm following. Right.
0: Yeah. They got a game against the Cubs. That's there's the win. Yes, that now you understand what I'm saying. Yes. Uh but the Pirates have won back-to-back games at Boston. Uh they're 3 and 2 in the division. So the, the NL Central, the Brewers are on top, the Cardinals are on the bottom. Will that be how it finishes? Probably not. The team that has come out Flying the Atlanta Braves, four and one. Mets in their division, three and three. That's as of this recording. So the games that are playing right now aren't going to be included. Uh, but I guess the Phillies and the Nationals at one and four at the bottom of that division. The Dodgers, three and two. That's a tight division so far. Three and three Arizona. San Diego's three and three. San Fran is two and two. And they're uh, playing the White Sox tomorrow. The, they pummeled the White Sox yesterday. And then the Colorado Rockies are 2-3. and three. So that's your NL standings. Michael, you got the AL.
1: Yeah, the AL. Um, Tampa Bay undefeated Man. at 5-0. and o. Undefeated. And
0: a plus 26 run differential. So pitching, they've only given up 11 total runs in five games.
1: I mean, Jeffrey Springs for him came out pitching six innings and 12 Ks. That's what you want gonna, to see from your pitching staff.
0: <laughs> yep. I was going to ask you if you knew who led the, the league in – um, pitching war so far this year, but I think you just
1: guessed that. I one. think I just nailed that one. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, uh, the both me and Brandon's ALS, AL East pick, Toronto is at the bottom there, one three. They are facing Kansas City as we speak, who is also one and three. Um, so it's um, early. It's, it's early. So just just a, a segment we have. You know, maybe we might mention here later overreactions of week one overreaction week one um but that so finishing out tampa Bay's at the top five and oh yankees three and two baltimore two and two they are facing texas as we speak boston is two and three um they kind of got a little little bit of lucky win they should be one and four i was gonna say did you see the end
0: of that game did you see the end of that game ridiculous
1: ridiculous so for those of you who didn't
0: The the Red Sox were down to their last out. There's a fly ball to the left field to end the game. The outfielder dropped the ball. It was in his glove. He healed it hit him right off the glove. of him. It hit him in the glove. It hit him right in the heel, fell out. The next batter, Adam Duvall, hit a walk-off two-run homer to win the game over the Green Monster. And hey, That's what better. real
1: hitters do. They take advantage hey. of situations.
0: Is it Gary Thorne who's the announcer there? Uh, he called it. He said... Oh, well, Duvall could hit a home run and win the game, and sure enough, he why did. did that sound so.
1: like Harry Carey? <laughs>
0: Harry, Harry Carey here—that uh, doesn't sound like Harry Carey.
1: No, your um, your impression there a little nah. bit. Oh, maybe we'll, like have to, we'll
0: have to we'll li- have to listen back, listen back to the tape.
1: So yeah, so anyways, uh, Toronto's at the bottom; that are one and three. Like I said, facing Kansas City, the AL Central. Kind of as we we would expect, Cleveland. It, at the top. it literally
0: looks about what I think the end of the year standings would probably look like.
1: Yeah, Cleveland four and one, Minnesota four and one, uh, White Sox two and three, Detroit one and three, and Kansas City one and three. So that's probably the division that is playing as expected. Mm-hmm. And then finishing out the AL, the Angels three and one, facing the Seattle Mariners tonight. Texas three and one, who is p- facing Baltimore. Houston is two and three playing the tigers oakland is playing cleveland as i already mentioned Uh, Mm -hmm. they are win three in seattle brandon's pick to win it all yep one and four one and four facing the angels right now
0: still early still early
1: right again it's it's week one
0: weren't the phillies under 500 and fired their manager like 10 games below 500 and went to the world series last year
1: right in the middle in what what, june
0: may may or june Uh, uh, was, that? was that Girardi? It was Girardi. And now he's in the booth for the Cubs, which was actually cool to hear uh, this past weekend.
1: Joe Girardi was what? The Cubs catcher in the early 2000s? 1998. 19,
0: 1998. I know he was in 1998.
1: Or... I have that because he's had my Game Boy game. Yep. For baseball. So, That's right. Uh,
0: the Tigers. I'm um... oh, sorry, not the Tigers. The Rangers. Did you see what they did in their first two games? 27 runs versus the Phillies? Um, and then they've scored two runs since. Uh, but still, uh, really fun start to the year. Um, some players, I mentioned Jason Fossler. I know Dansby Swanson has had himself a start to his Cubs career.
1: He's making history. The dude's hitting 500 before tonight. Um, yeah, he was I think he was sitting 625
0: night. at one point yesterday when I looked up on the, on the, uh, big scoreboard. Speaking of that, Cody Bellinger has had a rough start to his Cubs career, but I called the home run. And I tweeted it out, and we had it on our Instagram account. So if you want to check that out, go head over to Twitter. But I said Cody Bellinger was going to hit a home run in his first hit bat yesterday, and the dude hit a three-run shot uh, <laughs> to right field. So go check that out. It's on our Twitter account. There's our shameless plug. Okay, back to Michael.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think as we then look at these overall standings, the quick overreaction would be the Phillies at 1-4. Their offense obviously is going to score more runs than 16. Mm-hmm. They have 16-5 yeah. games.
0: I think my overreaction is probably going to be the Mariners just because I picked them to win the World Series. But <laughs>
1: same, uh, same here. Here we go.
0: Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's both our World Series picks, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yes, it was both our World Series picks in the dumpsters right now uh
0: that's that's hilarious honestly uh the blue jays too they were i think in my both of uh, our division picks yeah both of our division pick at one and three but again it's still early four five six games for some of these teams so uh we don't even have a good sample size Uh, i mean some of these players who uh like cody bellinger he had an amazing spring but he has not played up to that since starting like kyle schwarber uh has been trashed with a 41% strikeout rate. He's literally the worst player in baseball hey, along with Jake Crow.
1: Careful what you say about my boy Schwarbs.
0: Oh, no. I'm, Middletown, hey, careful, Ohio's very careful. own. Hey, careful. I give the forecast to Kyle Schwarber every winter because he lives in Middletown, <laughs> Ohio. Um uh, but he's got a minus 0.3 WAR so far. I'm, I'm just going off a of WAR on fan graph. so uh, he's been the least effective batter at forty one percent, forty one point two percent strikeout rate. Uh, do you know who leads the league in WAR already with nearly a win already through four games?
1: Um, just because I have a fantasy thing up here, I'm gonna say it is Adam Duval.
0: It is point seven uh, WAR. He's got two. <laughs> it home could have runs. been someone.
1: That's WAR. War's special, you know. WAR is a different right. calculation. Well,
0: He's driven in nine. He's walked 10% of the time. He's got an ISO of 647. Uh,
1: Babbitt's a little high. His slugging is over 1,000. It is 1235.
0: 1235. Nolan Gorman's at 1,000. And Joey Gallo. How about a name there? Three home runs. I think he leads the league in home runs with three. Him, Trace Thompson, uh, Brian Reynolds, and Drake Crone. Uh, at three home runs um, and cj
1: crone doing it outside of course field
0: were they on the road
1: uh-huh cj crone so. doing it outside of course that's that's huge for him because last year it was the Coors field fact for him
0: mm-hmm. so joey gallo how about that goes to minnesota he's got three bombs in four games with uh seven ribbies What did he? I think he had four
1: strikeouts. Only four strikeouts.
0: He's striking out twenty eight point six percent of the time. So uh, (laughs) that's your short term overreactions on the good side, uh, because who is James Outman? Right. I would, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't want to have that name if I was a batter. Outman, Um, but he's on the Dodgers (laughs) and he's batting three thirty three, but he's tied for third in the MLB with a .5 war so far, um, and he's been on the Dodgers, Yoan Moncada, so those are some names you wouldn't be expecting to see at the top of the list, but again, five games, everybody can have a nice five game start, or a bad five game start, on the pitching side, Shohei shoved, Nolan, Sin- Noah, Noah Syndergaard, how about the Cubs, the first two games, starting pitchers, between Marcus Stroman and Justin Steele, I don't think they gave up a run, did they, combined?
1: I don't think Showman did because they shut shut the Brewers on the opening day. 4-0, zero. Right. Let's go! Cheers.
0: And uh, Justin Justin Steele, I think, threw six shutout innings in well. I think they went eighteen innings of shutout baseball.
1: And Then who was Game Three? We lost. We couldn't. We couldn't take it all. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that was just Tyone Schwar- Schwarber was the yeah that was the, yeah There's another uh, name. Is only batting 0.059. Oscar Hernandez, who we mentioned, is a big player who moved over from Toronto Mm -hmm. to Seattle, also batting 0.059. Overreaction on the dumps side. I think he he will rebound. Um, Aaron Judge is hitting 412. He hit the first home run of the year. He is slugging 765, but he is in third place for. Strikeouts in the league,
0: so
1: mm-hmm. I mean, he's either he's either smashing the ball or striking out. There's no groundouts for that guy.
0: I will say the uh, the guy that Michael picked for Cy Young of the AL had a rough start. Alec Manoa. <laughs> yeah, well, my Sa Young currently sits as tied for second in the MLB in uh, pitcher of, of war. Uh, Luis Castillo six innings of shutout baseball. So you're welcome. I hope you followed me on that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Spencer
1: Strider. I, Spencer Strider, URA R A, nine Ks in six innings. Um, dub, only three So, hits, I, so.
0: to to jump back to last week's episode, I did put some money on every team that I picked to win the division. Oh, did you? so. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to post a screenshot now that that episode's been out for a week to show those. And if you missed that episode and you want to know what our picks are, go head on over to uh, any of those Apple or Spotify playlists and just look up episode 19, uh, Barrels and Barrels Goes BBC.
1: Is that what it's called, real?
0: Yeah, uh, it says uh, our 2023 predictions and Barrels and Barrels Goes BBC. Bardstown Bourbon Company, for those of you uh, who don't know so okay. your overreaction is the Phillies. Mine's the Marlins. Uh, also, like I said, Cody Bellinger, but Dan Swanson at five fifty-six, He's not going to hit that. Um, fantasy-wise, you mentioned Adam Duvall. Is he the, the hottest the player t- to grab right now? He's the hottest hitter.
1: He's the, he's the most highest-scoring fantasy hitter. Jeffrey Springs is the highest-scoring um, fantasy pitcher. And number two pitcher, actually he's tied, but Seth Lugo of the seth lugo. san diego on the padres, padres now? yeah uh-huh. is he starting
0: he's starting now isn't he
1: he's got re- he's a starter for the padres but he's relief eligibility that's huge yeah. if he were to continue yeah. that so something to he add to your scout team keep an eye on Seth lugo if you've got a spot to plug into your relief pitching not a bad idea he came from the mets didn't he seth lugo
0: yep he was the Mets. He was, he was a starter for the Mets a couple of years ago. I think when Harvey went down, and then he's been out of the bullpen for the last couple of years, and that's why he's probably got the relief pitching. Um,
1: yeah, he's not eligible starting. Oh.
0: So, who would you be trying to grab? Fantasy, wise um,
1: fantasy wise, Nolan Gorman, kind of a little f- forgotten fantasy, not fantasy, but baseball prospect for uh, the Cardinals, right? Hot start for the Cardinals, unfortunately, um, and it's second base. Second base. Mm-hmm. but That's he can can he easy. play shortstop too no he's second base i think Just he, second base? he came up as a third baseman they traded for nolan arenado and yeah, so well. they started giving him more time at second base so nolan gorman is definitely a guy to go grab he has the prospect pedigree he's got the history um because they signed arenado and he kind of um mm-hmm. slow between triple a and mlb um, yeah he's the guy to, to grab he's not owned in very many leagues yet but that will change cuz he's got he's got the pedigree. Yeah.
0: Cool. And you guys just put out another uh episode of Fantasy Camp,
1: Fantasy Baseball Camp.
0: Fantasy Baseball Camp.
1: Yep. Uh, uh, that we got episode uh 3 coming out Friday, April, what is it was Friday, April 7th. Our yes. first regular episode where we'll have waiver wire advice and more like regular advice to prepare you for your
0: cool and when are waivers usually for those who are just new to the game
1: uh depends on what your league does um waivers can be nightly or they can be certain times of the week All are they usually the sunday nights depends. or um that's usually when the week starts is monday mornings monday, monday mornings through sunday yeah so you oh so you have, you have to set sometimes last...
0: you have to set your lineup sunday night before the yeah, week yeah
1: right right All i
0: played in a league I played in a league that you can set your lineup every day, which made it a lot more of a hassle because you're like, I got to figure out pitching matchups and all that every day. And who and
1: pays attention wins. Yeah. Right, hard. right.
0: Right. So, so uh, to
1: finish Brandon here, there's Buffalo trace. Yes. Oh, that's right. It's, it's close. It's, I'm, I'm not going to say it's so close that it wouldn't, I would fail a blind because Buffalo trace has the Buffalo trace. At least I'm familiar yeah. with the Buffalo trace test, the profile. You put E. H. Taylor in a glass. You put Buffalo Trace in a glass. Eagle Rare, Stag Junior. I haven't had. That's all I can say that I've had of uh, Buffalo Trace. Yeah. It's got the, it's got its, its taste. It's certain profile. Um, but it's it's. I would still say it's close. It's it's along the same lines of sweet up front, spicy in the middle, and oaky the finish. So still, I still stand by it. It's pretty. It's a great comp. Buffalo Trace. It's a cheap. Uh, Poor poor man's Buffalo Trace, but yeah, it's more expensive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, That's a good one right there. Uh, Anything, uh, one thing real quick I want to point out. What did the Padres do with their starters? I don't think Darvish or Musgrove pitched in the first two games. I think Snell opened up. Musgrove still hurt.
1: hurt. Musgrove's hurt. I think it's his toe. And Darvish pitched today for the first time, I think, giving him some rest from the WBC. From the, yeah, that's what I yep. figured
0: uh, because I figured they were probably just going to, like, bump him back as much as they could. But because uh, they played the Rockies game one, two, and three. And uh, now the who backs. Yeah. Uh, I figured one at, at first I was like, oh, well, they don't want to pitch him against the Rockies because, I mean, if you've got a chance to get him against a team that maybe a he could do better. better. Yeah. Uh it was uh Michael Waka who started for the Padres in game two, I believe.
1: Waka, 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 Waka.
0: Um, yeah. So uh, one other thing, um I noticed I'm looking at the schedule here. Weekend series that I would think would be one to watch. Uh the Padres visit the Braves. So those are two potential playoff Absolutely. teams. They are um, Sunday night
1: baseball actually, so yeah. Uh, Get done with your Easter day and put on Sunday Night Baseball for Braves Padres.
0: And they are on Apple TV on Friday, which is a new thing. I think that started last year. Um, The Cubs are also on Apple TV on Friday hosting the Rangers. Another uh, series that weekend. The Brewers hosting the Cardinals Friday. A pretty good matchup. I think Jack Flaherty versus Brandon Woodruff. I watched that (laughs) game. Uh, and that that's really the only two series that maybe the the twins hosting the astros i mean those the twins are my division winner but i don't think that that's going to be a great series uh by any means oh i guess cleveland hosts seattle again after they played each other last weekend so uh that was a good series did you uh they had multiple i think extra inning games in that and that's another reason why the mariners were uh an overreaction at one and four they lost an extra inning game where they win that it's two they're two and three and all of a sudden hey they're almost they win
1: won. If they win an extra inning game last year in the playoffs then it's a completely right. different story right so like you said i think you mentioned you were questioning what they went into uh extra innings and lost oh yeah. hold on up there right here kyle schwarber just went deep against german against the yankees there we go schwarber's back in it baby
0: so say sorry to Jesse, sorry to Jerry, sorry also to JP. Uh, our Yankees, our uh, token Yankees fans that listen to our <laughs> podcast. So uh, sorry. What's the score?
1: Um. Well, actually, thought it was live. It's just a review. So oh. Uh, then Brandon happened. Marsh went update. Turner just knocked in Marsh. It's three to zero in the fifth inning. All righty.
0: Well, there you go. So sorry to our Yankees fans. Um, those would be the series I'd watch that Atlanta Braves and Padres, but also Cardinals and Brewers, if you had to watch some teams that weren't your favorite.
1: Yeah, I'll pass on the Brewers and Cardinals.
0: Yep. Uh, that's the Cardinals. Willie got hurt. And, and day the Brewers. One. Yeah, well, yeah. True. I love yeah.
1: April Fool's obvious shirts who are Cubs. They create shirts for Cubs fans. Uh, for April fool said, we are going to create shirts for Milwaukee fans now too.
0: That's funny. I bet you Milwaukee fans got so excited too. Cause the shirts are great. <laughs> I wore my obvious shirt um, clock shirt, the, uh, the Wrigley scoreboard clock yesterday to uh great American ballpark.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I saw it in, your, in the picture you sent me. That was great. That's a great shirt.
0: And they, uh, they also, I think retweeted one of our tweets the other day. So shout out to Joe from obvious shirts. There we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, anything else for our friends and family and viewers and listeners before we wrap this puppy up? Thoughts on baseball?
1: It was good to have it no, back. It's, it's it? still exciting. I love yeah. walking in here, turning it on, and having games on. I wish MLB would plan to have games all day that don't, don't matter. Like like people grew up as Cubs. At fans. At least on weekend days, right? And pe- you know, people grew up as Cubs fans because they'd come home and the Cubs were on national TV, WGN. if you want people watching yeah if you want people watching have baseball on all the time have a game on and available to watch all the time rob manfred
0: well it has been good to see it again uh happy to have baseball back of course we love baseball so who isn't happy to have it my opening day experience real quick uh before we wrap this up yeah let's uh, go i got to go and sit outside and do the newscast outside of great american ballpark uh for opening day i have been told pass.
1: you just have a ticket right you had a special oh, oh no i've got no, spinner. So,
0: so that's a press pass i can go on the field whenever i want now but uh, whole, i'm not gonna let's go, baby. <laughs> I'm, let's I'm not go. going to uh overuse that um i don't know if i'll use it at all uh but i can get into the games for free if i wanted to but uh went there yesterday paid for my ticket and parking so there you go as far as the opening day experience itself. I have been told by multiple people who have been to multiple opening days that Cincinnati does it better than anybody. And I can say, I kind of agree with them. It was... What? So I've been... So Wrigley Field is in the north side of Chicago, but that's where the festivities are. This was the entire city, Michael. The entire city of Cincinnati. They shut down the city. They had an opening day parade, which lasted two hours. which an opening was, day parade. Yeah, and... The Grand Marshals were... A team were a brand. team that's going
1: to fish fourth place.
0: They do it every year. Bronson Arroyo and Danny Graves came back. Uh, Barry Larkin's in the parade. Uh, some old Reds come back for it. The city shuts down. It, literally, it's a two-hour parade. And everybody goes to the parade. They all, everybody takes it off like it's a holiday. It's literally an unofficial holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got to go down to Moreline Lager House, which is just outside the station. That's where we did our newscast from. I don't know if you saw on Instagram, but... Uh, I decked out in my black and red uh, uh, suit coat and wore a Cincinnati Reds hat because it's – hey, it's another thing. I buy hats for every team that I've seen play in their home stadium. Don't come at me.
1: What what some people will do for money. What some people will do for money.
0: Uh, For everybody else, I've got a Cubs tattoo, so I literally bleed cubby blue and cubby red. Uh, That is not changing. Um, But it was an amazing experience. They shut down the streets around the stadium. So think about Waveland Avenue as a bar. And that's what it is outside of Cincinnati Reds opening day. Now, the game I went to last night, there probably were 8,000 people in the stadium. But opening day yeah. w- w- was electric. <laughs> opening day was he electric.
1: Went to, was even... But uh
0: they were they were yeah.
1: excited for the first game, baseball's back, but then they know what the owners well, all about. Well, so. yeah, well, and that's
0: the thing. I think a lot of Cincinnatians are actually not expecting much. Mainly because they've sold off the team in the last year and a half, and the owner uh, said the crap that he said last year. There right. is a sour taste in a lot of the Reds fans' mouths, but they all come out for Opening Day, and it's really cool. It was—I'll say—it's was a very cool experience. I got the chills uh, just being there. Part of it was just because I was covering a baseball game, but also. Um, it was just being back
1: I mean, to a baseball. You lived in Alabama for the last five years, where we don't have baseball. The moment right. we got it, and the trash cans right. you left, and now you are part right. of the press where you get to cover a professional MLB baseball. Come on, Brandon, that's you can't ask you can't ask for more besides skipping weather and just talking baseball. I don't know oh, that right. I mean, well, maybe. And, maybe. I, I, and I did that on
0: the and I did that on the newscast. Uh, I was the the expert baseball guy. As far as bourbon and baseball podcasts, you're giving this an all star.
1: I all started man it was good I I killed it I poured the whole sample you sent me which usually I'll pour a little bit and then it lasts most of the episode I killed that during the bourbon review portion Oh man so you must be sad, Here's <laughs> what's gonna... be sad. Oh
0: and if you're still listening you can get an Easter bunny sample from me uh oh, if you're one of the Just contact two and say to I want out. a sample yeah. Just say, I want a sample in the uh, subject or just reach out to us on Instagram uh, and I'll get that shipped out to you. Just send me your address as well because it makes it a little easier uh, to (laughs) get it to you. This has been another episode, episode 20 of Barrels and Barrels, the bourbon and baseball podcast. Thank you for being with us through 20 episodes. You can find us on YouTube. Please hit the subscribe button. Instagram, Barrels and Barrels uh, pod. Um, Instagram, that is at Barrels and Barrels pod. Also Facebook and YouTube. Twitter at Barrels and Barrels. Uh, Michael, your Instagram account.
1: Uh, Instagram is at bnb underscore burns. I just hit 500 followers, Brandon. That kind of a little oh, milestone yeah. for an individual account. Ooh, I ooh. Hit 500 we'll get to 3,300
0: at some point. <laughs> Humble brag. Uh, <laughs> not to put you down, but I'm kind on Twitter, of a big deal. There, too. Didn't you know? People know me. Um, <laughs> and on Twitter, yeah. you've been a little more active as well.
1: Yeah, Twitter has a very uh, active fantasy baseball um, uh, audience yeah. and interactions. Um, so that that's always fun. I've been trying to be more active there in my own yeah. postings. Yeah, uh, I believe
0: that is Burns BNB, if you Burns search BMB. it.
1: Burns BNB.
0: I am WX Spinner eighty nine on Twitter. Uh we are on Twitter as a show at barrels and barrels, the letter N in the middle there. And on Instagram you can find me at whiskey underscore weather.
1: Email oh, look at his shirt right there. Look at that baby. Whiskey yeah, weather logo. his logo. He's got his own logo, folks. Come on. That's why he has three thousand followers. <laughs> three thousand twenty seven. Jeez. I need my own logo. <laughs> you did give your, your logo edit. guy Brandon. You're
0: be oh my, wait, my logo, you yeah.
1: created that, didn't you? That I, is
0: I drew this, yes. That's and then our cool. buddy uh Jason at Bourbon and Burpees. Uh he's the one who took my drawing and put it into the program and made it into the digital real portion life. of it. Real life. Yeah, brought not, it to real not life. Paper and pen. Yeah. And you can find us on Spotify, Apple, as well as Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon. And now on Stitcher, please leave us a review. If you've made it this far, you notice that we're giving our own opinions. We're giving out our thoughts. We're not uh, changing. Like we're not, This is not scripted. This is off the cuff. These are our actual thoughts. And uh, you heard Michael. He really liked Rabbit Hole. And I went with an everyday player. So we love to give out our honest opinion. We'd love to hear your honest opinion about us on our Spotify, Apple playlists, or even on Facebook or Instagram. Just send us a message. message. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Thank you again for making it through episode 20 of Barrels and Barrels of Bourbon and Baseball podcast. Michael, you have anything else for our friends, family, listeners?
1: Let's go.